Do you love the Bad Film Club? Consider supporting us through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you want to give, and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in our show description to support us in any way that you can. We really appreciate it. This is the Bad Film Club, starring Holly Gordon and Shanae Vigaina. Your feature is about to begin. Hello. Hello. <laughs> How are you? Yeah, fine. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. <laughs> Just excited that cinemas are coming back. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, well, today will be a week. Although this, when this releases, it'll be like... Yeah, but when this releases, people are just going to be like, what the fuck? Because it will have been like a whole month since the cinema opened. Oh, yeah, true. But for, right now, yeah. right now it's like a week until cinemas officially open in the UK because restrictions are yeah. l- uh, relaxing even more. So everything indoors is kind of opening up. Yeah. Uh, it's exciting. Um, I'm about to hibernate. <laughs> like, I'm about to go in all <laughs> out and make up for a lot of lost time um, and finally, mm. finally watch the Oscar films. All the films that were nominated for Oscars. Yeah. I've been putting them I off. Cannot I cannot wait. Yeah. cannot wait. I've been purposely putting them off so I can see them on a big screen like they deserve to be seat watched on because I don't think I could watch exactly. Minari on like a laptop screen and get, get the vibe. Oh, it's... <laughs> It's not nice. No, I, we watched it on the TV when it came online, like on, you could watch it, you know, on streaming services if you paid for it. So we watched it and it was amazing. And I watched it on a big screen TV, but it's just not the same as watching it in the cinema. So I might go and rewatch it, and, you know, support, A, support local cinema, independent cinemas and B, support your small time film. I know it's Oscar nommed and it won a bunch of awards and stuff, but you know, it still it still deserves to be seen by as many people as possible. Yeah, I agree. I just think that just just we should uh, just watch things in the cinema. You get you're paying for a, <laughs> a experience. You might as well. I know it can. It's easier said than done. It's yeah. not always ex- uh, um, affordable. But anyway, no. Exactly. <laughs> um, but anyway, season two. Yeah, this is ah! the first episode of season two. Um, and we're starting it off with uh, Avatar: The Last <laughs> with Airbender. the oh go on <laughs> yeah go. the two twenty sorry no no go no the twenty twenty film Avatar: The Last Airbender. Did you just say twenty <gasps> twenty? I did say twenty twenty. I meant twenty ten. So twenty ten. Imagine if this was, this was made in twenty twenty. <laughs> oh my god, as if no yeah so yeah uh... twenty ten film Avatar: The Last Airbender. Oh wait. Also, we didn't introduce us. Well, who? Us. They know where we are. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. We're the Bad Film Club. We watch bad films. I'm Sinead Vigela. And Holly Gordon. And as you know, we're doing <laughs> Avatar, The Last Airbender, which came out in 2010. Is it called that? Like, that's what the series is called. Isn't the film called The Last Airbender? Do you know what? Just because it was released the same time as james cameron's avatar and i feel like they dropped the avatar from this film 
to, as so as not to confuse it. Oh. So I, th- I feel like it might be called The Last Airbender. Well, okay. Sorry for throwing a spanner in the works. It's called but, the, yeah, yeah. So according to Wikipedia, it's called The Last Airbender. So ignore everything I've there just said. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay. So this film is written, co-produced, and directed by M. Night Shyamalan. So if that doesn't tell you a lot of the stuff that we're already going to talk about, I don't know what will. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. The man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> You're going to go into a film with with his name attached. You're always going to go into a film prepared or feeling like yeah. you should be prepared because you just don't know yeah. what's going to happen. But his... It could go one of two ways, you know? Yeah. I question out the first question out the... Out the... That, whatever. Is this the first uh, film that he's made or one of the few films he's made that is an adaptation or something different because a lot of the films I know that he's made are his own mm. idea, his own creative yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah, So is this some... This is one of the first films he's made that's yeah, adapted? Yeah, so... Yeah, exactly. So anecdotally, the way, the reason that he made this film is because his daughter was like nine and she wanted to dress up as Katara for Halloween. Mm. So then he became obsessed with it as, you know, people do when they find out about new things. And then they started watching the show as a family and he was like, this is my shit. And then decided that he... Otherwise, otherwise... I don't know. like Because it's a Nickelodeon TV film. um, And I think it's distributed by Paramount. It's one of those things, because it's a Nickelodeon series, it was really, it's really good. Um, mm. I feel like it would have got made eventually, but I don't know if they would have automatically have picked M. Night Shyamalan to do it. Like I don't think he would have been in the running, but because... He went to them and said, I want to make this film. I felt like they were like, yeah, fine. You do, you boo. (laughs) Yes. But then (laughs) that's kind of what happened. Yeah. And then chaos ensued. Yeah. Yeah. I have, I mean, yeah. So do you want to, I'm going to trust you to do the plot rundown. Yeah. So (laughs) rundown is, okay. I also think it's important to say that this film is based on a cartoon series of the same name called Avatar The Last Airbender. It's not not technically an anime, I don't think. It's just the style as the it's the style of animation. Yeah, exactly. So they borrowed from like anime and then few like fused it with Western style cartoons and then like Western style dialogue. But it has a lot of themes from um, Buddhism, from the Japanese culture, from Tibetan monks, from Hinduism. It's really interesting, and also other South Asian ideologies, um, which is really interesting. And there's a lot of uh, cultural diversity in the show, which is, yeah, to be fair, it was brought into the film. But then there's a lot of race bending that I'm just not on board with. We'll go into that. But so basically, this film is about um, a world that kind of, I, I don't know what kind of time it's supposed to be in, but basically there are like four tribes um for lack of a better word um the water fire air and earth and air bending has become almost extinct um the fire nation started a war um so basically there's an avatar and they are the masters of all four elements and also in touch with the spirit world and they keep balance between all of the nations and normally an avatar is born to one of those nations 
and every lifetime they are reincarnated in the cycle. So air is at the top, I think it's air, water, earth, and then fire. So it goes around cyclically. And um, they had an avatar a hundred years ago and he just disappeared. And then the fire nation declares war on all of the other nations and then like the because the balance is off whatever and then it just is basically about two children that find another child trapped in the ice don't question it it's fine he's reawakened he's the avatar he's been frozen (laughs) in a iceberg for a hundred years and then it's kind of trying to get him trained up to be the avatar and to like bring balance back to the world so this book book one is this film is based on um is the first season and it's trying to condense 20 episodes into one feature length film (laughs) ah so that answers one of the questions i wrote down actually but carry on yeah because uh, yeah. yeah, so but ba- ba- so basically that's it. There's a, a lot of stuff that happens on the way, but basically it's like trying to train up this boy to defeat the Fire Nation, to bring balance back into the world, and you know yeah. to unite all of the peoples. Oh, and also everyone, not everyone. There are people that can bend their elements. So basically, if you're born into the Water Tribe, it's m- most likely that you will be a Waterbender. But these, a lot of them have like died out because of the Fire Nation's regime. So. Um, a lot of bending is um, forbidden and they're like imprisoned or those children's powers are hidden. Yeah. Um, but yeah, some people practice it freely, some people don't. Um, the Northern Water Tribe is like the the most freest tribe and they like are really protected in a city and they all water bend. Yeah, it's very, they've had to like kind of hide themselves away to protect yeah. themselves on this like kind of uh regime that's taking over yeah uh, it's yeah it's kind of it's in it's it's do you know what it's a cool idea it just oh, 10 out of 10 concept 10, like the concept maybe 20 is out of 10 yeah that's a concept it just yeah doesn't translate well in a film <laughs> i think it could have though i feel like this film doesn't it, do it well right no, this is this film exactly. does not do it justice and there's ways to do it so for example Okay, I know we bang on about this all the fucking time, but Lord of the Rings is very dense, <laughs> heavy subject material, right? There's a lot of wealth of source material. Mm. Same with this. There's so much source material for it. I just don't understand when it's this rich in source material, how the film could be so bad. It's like the fucking first Golden Compass film that was terrible. Yeah. It's, and then they've like yeah. remade it as a series, His Dark Materials. And I... Oh, this is my pet peeve is when books are made into films and then they're bad because I'm just like the book is good why is the film bad it's the same problem that we had with this stupid mistress of spices that we did like last season if the source material is good like obviously there's stuff that doesn't translate we already said like magic realism kind of doesn't translate obviously there are um, exceptions to the rule and you know it's the director's choice of how it's kind of filmed and obviously there's screenplay elements and all that kind of stuff but this film, considering it has so much um, support beforehand and so much following, I just don't understand how you deliver this bad film. Yeah. Yeah. I 
just I think because and I was gonna to add on to your point of it having when it's such rich and dense source material how do you make a film that's so badly paced thank you thank you it's so boring Holly it gets very like, boring how is it so boring it's boring for a fil- like explosions mm-hmm. they are bending elements how can it be boring I have a lot of questions with the way that they chose to um, depict like, it, depict bending elements as well, because <laughs> I thought I was watching a stage production. Like yeah. it was like contemporary dance. I know, and also yeah. I know that these people were very much trained in martial arts and always had to go through extensive research and stuff like this. But hmm, mm. it didn't. It doesn't have that whole. Like that fight scene, ele- like feeling that you want from a film. It just has exactly. like a. Di- it we will talk like, about that. It looks like a flash mob. <laughs> yeah, thank you. We'll talk about that because I have a whole section in my notes about the choreography and um, physicality of it because mm-hmm. I just don't buy it. And then there's certain things that you know. So, for example, the reason that they chose the boy that plays Ang is because he's a he was training in Taekwondo and he fit that because he already shaved his head and all that kind of stuff, so he bears a resemblance to the to the character in the cartoons. But I was just like, but you picked a white kid, perfectly, uh, well, absolutely that's, not. That, that's a whole like, that's the whole thing about this we, film, isn't it? There's a lot of white. Yeah, and it's just like miscasting. so. What you're telling me that there's no East Asian kids in a Taekwondo school? <laughs> that cannot do this role like are, are you feeling okay so there's that but so he trained in taekwondo right and then he had to he never acted before so they sent him to acting school for a year for sorry not a year a month and you can tell because he's not a good actor oh, and he hasn't awful. really done anything off yeah but he, also so is nick his uh career lasted a year like year or two yeah exactly because then he did like cowboys and aliens and then that's it Carlos is done but he was terrible at acting, but also he wasn't even good at the physicality of it, which I thought was r- ridiculous because then why did they hire him? Which I know is horrible and it's not really an indictment on a 10-year-old or 12 or however, however old he was, but why are you picking a kid that doesn't, like, fits the bill for quote-unquote stunt work and physicality, but actually can't act and then actually doesn't bring that physicality to the role like Dev Patel was way better oh yeah 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 I 100% agree I think that it's I don't know I just didn't like the casting of him also from watching uh, a couple of episodes of the the animated show I think the characterization in this one is so strange because he's very Mm -hmm. um because he's a he's 112 years old because he froze himself and he was asleep mm. for like ages. So, but he's kept his physical appearance as like a kid. So, so I wonder if like the ad- when writing the adaptation, he uh, M Night Shyamalan was like maybe I'll make him less kid like and more and, and like yeah. less fun and more serious. But the thing is, when I was about to watch this, I was like, I hope he is he going to be like Ang in the in the animated series and he's not yeah. not at all he's not like, at all he, there's not like at all. that cheekiness to him and yeah. like uh jokes and i guess it, it the animated series is written like that and the characterization is so different and you don't even have it even with the brother and sister either like katara no. and no. Sokka. you don't even have that like they're like 
banter and wit. I hated him. I hate hate the core casting. Like, apart from Dev Patel and Sean Tobe. um, And I also think that Seychelles Gabrielle looks gorgeous as Princess Yui. So fine, give her a pass. I don't think that the main core, like, casting was good. Because I don't understand why they cast Nicola Peltz. Who, if you don't know her, she's um, a billionaire's daughter. And she's most famous now for being engaged to Brooklyn Beckham. Yeah, mate. She's had a long... She's basically had a long line of famous boyfriends. Yeah. She's a trash actress. Like, a trash actress. She can't fucking act. Take her out. Then Jackson Rathbone. Why is he in this film? An icon, though. I know, but I was just like, Mom, do you know who that is? He's uh the he's Jasper from Twilight. She was like, Jasper? <laughs> <laughs> ah, I, oh I my gosh. was like the thing is I didn't I went I watched this one before reading the cast list. So didn't I mm. all I knew know of this film before going in was like Dev Patel's in it. But Yeah. But then as I was watching, I was like, Why like all of these face look, faces look slightly familiar. Obviously Dev Patel yeah. we, like no. Yeah, like, we know, yeah. And are you talking about Asif Mandavi? Yeah, and yeah, 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 and yeah, Tiff yeah. Curtis, and Tiff yeah, Curtis, yeah. and all these, and all these people. I was just kind of like, I recognize your face. I know you and your faces. I've seen you reg- like a lot, but it's then these kids. Like I was just thinking, like, why do I know this guy's face? And then I was like, oh, it's Jackson Rathbone. Okay, get <laughs> yeah. it. And then I was like, Nicola, Nicola, Nicola Peltz. All I see is her on Instagram just saying how much she loves her bo- her boyfriend and I don't care. But now she's, it's just, she's too she, much. She just also, She's a shit. She's, she's a shit actress. I'm going on record to say that. If she ever listens to this, you're a shit actress, you should retire, hun. Like, you honestly, I was it's like, fine. You yeah, don't need like, to work. No, but I was just Why like, are you working? <laughs> no, but I was just like, you took that role away from someone that actually could have done. And also, you know what pissed me off? But she was when a I was kid. reading. No, I know, but she's a bad actress still. I was like, okay. fine, I'll give her a pass. And then I watched something of hers today because I was like, interested. And I was like, maybe it was just because she's a kid, right? Like, maybe she's just a bad kid actor. Then I watched her in something today and I was like, oh, no. She's carried on. She, it's exactly the same technique. It's not involved. And then <laughs> what really pissed me off was when I did the research for this film. He, so M. Night Shyamalan, there were like three people that he really wanted. So he wanted Dev Patel... He wanted the little boy Noah Ringer to be Ang. And then he wanted, he was like, Nicola Pelt is my Katara. I can't, I'm not offering it to anyone else. And I was like, what? Is he alright? <laughs> like, and what also, was, can, what like, her audition please re- like? release that audition tape. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> please uh, release that, it because I need to know. And that concludes today's hot take segment. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god, it made me so you don't understand how like you can tell how angry I am. Like it really, really it made is. me angry. But this, also, why the fuck are they white? Th- this like, is the why biggest the f- this is my biggest oh. gripe of the well, there's a lot of issues with this film, but one of the biggest ones is the casting choices, which goes on to the fact that mm. this is this car this film got cons- like uh a lot of people were just kind of really angry with the whitewashing of it. Yeah. And yeah. the choices of because so um Soka and um, Katara from a uh, water tribe and yeah. like, a village, essentially. Not the main big protected one, but a smaller village like that yeah. is... They're from the South Pole. Yeah, they're supposed to be from the South Pole. It's, yeah, it's just So they're supposed to be water. based on like the Inuit people, right? Inuit. And like and... there's extras in their village that look 
like relic like, oh, like look into it brown skin like asian asian looking brown skin people you know like no not asian looking that that was wrong of me to say but like you know indigenous looking people right and yeah. then you, you just get these two white kids and their white ass grandma oh it's so annoying i was like it made no sense because if you're trying if you've made the effort to cast extras and background actors correctly why not just transfer that effort into the main focal characters that we're gonna have to watch for the next two hours yeah and i have like i have a i have a problem with this as well because for me i was like love seeing brown people on screen so i was like really into seeing um them kind of gen not gender flip race flipped into like i really like dev patel as um as the prince oh zuko yeah but i understand why people have an issue with it because like historically what like i just don't understand why you wouldn't cast asian actors i mean he is asian but like you know east asian um in parts that are like made for them and like when they do stuff like this like they gave nicola peltz that role it's just like so the people can't even play the roles that are literally made for them. You're trying to tell me that there's not diversity on screen because those stories aren't written. And when they are written, you change they you just change them out for your convenience. So even though I enjoyed the like the Fire Nation being South Asian people, I was like, this is really interesting. This is an inter- interesting flip. I just don't understand why then they didn't like not reverse it, but then use East Asian actors as everyone else. Like, why are there even white people in this film? Do you know what I mean? Like, I know that sounds deep, but in um, the Northern Water Tribe's village, the fire-bending, sorry, the water-bending master is, like, an old white guy. And, like, every all of her people are, like, different races and stuff, but, and she's brown skin and white-haired. And I'm just like, okay, so you, you could have just done it. You just picked and choose when you've done it, and it doesn't make sense, like... Why aren't all of the rest of the people East Asian then? It, or like Southeast Asian. Like, do you know what I mean? There's so much. Because they, they talk about diversity a lot in this film. And then I'm just like, I think one of the qu- quotes was like, this is a tenth bolt to, to the diversity of this film. And I was just like, but there's so many white people in it that weren't, that aren't white characters. Yeah. The fans um of the show, the animated show, the original mm. animated one, they wrote a letter uh, accusing the the film of like whitewashing and shape like 100 uh, and um uh the quote one of the quotes was to take this incredibly loved children's series and really distort it really distort not only the ethnicity Ethnicity. of the individual characters but the message of acceptance and cultural diversity that is the original series advocate is a huge blow and that was yeah, from massively. a critic. That was a well, not a critic. He was on. That was a crit, like a person writing on a fan site that was mm. calling to boycott the film. Um, yeah, but I completely agree with that because I'm just like, so what? So, so Asians can't play Asians. Well, now. this is the thing. You're it's telling like, well, me like, th- like there's a series written like these are. It's just this well, this whole is, thing, this and is... it makes me more upset because it's it was directed by a man of color. Well, this is also the this is also. The issue is like, like you said, other people agree, and they like these. These are opportunities for Asian American actors to play people of their their like race and their culture. But you know, white char- white actors have taken that away from them. 
but it's not even it, they were t- it, it's not even like okay sorry i'm i will stop in a second but no, it's not even sorry. like it was taken away from them it was given to them like they weren't even first choice for it like how is noah ringer the first choice i know he looks like no that's I mean, what I, that's what i mean it's taken away from and bold that could it, be any kid yeah, that's what i mean it's taken away from the asian american actors who are like new into this into the industry the what like yeah. by passing white actors you've taken away that opportunity for the age the new the like yeah. the new people that may never have been discovered now discovered now yeah the reason i specifically find this film really bad is mm, tell me is we've hit on it already but the pacing i find this i think this is the reason i don't like any of the films we review because pacing is so bad but pacing mm. but i also really just don't again i don't think it was interesting enough to hold my attention because I, again, I watched it at like 1.25 speed. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's becoming a recurring thing. But also you didn't need it because the dialogue's so shit as well. That's so the like, thing. That was also- what I was going to say. That was like, why? Because I felt the dialogue. And also I don't particularly like films. So this is a film that is a, was very obviously set up planning for a sequel or at least a trilogy. Yeah. And it didn't yeah, get it yeah, because yeah. obviously it got bad reviews and it didn't do very well. Mm. So, which is, this is why mm. the first one is called Book One, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. And they would do mm-hmm. the second film because it ends but also, also on a cliffhanger. To, to mirror the series as well. Yeah, yeah exactly. and it ends on a cliffhanger. Exactly. However, this film also opens up with a freaking like voiceover <gasps> dialogue. I'm so glad thing. you said that. And I don't like, and I am fine with voiceovers if they are used correctly. However, yeah. this voiceover was not didn't stop at the beginning it kept going it kept popping up occasionally because we're trying because and what i find really confusing is we have a trio of like well maybe four main characters but so Mm. but the joltiness and the the pacing of this film means that you don't really fully get who the proper main focal point of this film is because you've got uh everyone talking about ang who is essentially the savior and the most important character Mm -hmm. but then you've also Mm -hmm. got a voiceover from katara and her uh, and it's and then you've got the whole of the subplot of um dev patel's character so it's just a bit too like um bitty and i didn't like that katara's voiceover just randomly appeared occasionally where some where basically something needed to be explained and you couldn't figure out a good way to do it so you just was like i'm just gonna bring in her voiceover back for like a two sentences <laughs> and then like and it's it, it it wasn't like um well timed so when it did happen it felt really weird yeah because they was they, re- because... Wrote themselves, they wrote themselves into a hole essentially where they realized they didn't know how to show this mm-hmm. on screen yeah exactly but also i think a lot of this happened because in post they then decided that they're going to make it to a 3d film do you remember when those were a thing and fuck then... 3d films i will I'm going to state that right now. Fuck 3D films. I yeah, hate them. them. I don't see the point of them. I they don't bring anything to the I experience, don't I don't care. Think. And I'm glad we don't do them anymore. Yeah. And that's but my Anyway, so... <laughs> yeah, I love it. Holly's hot take. Love it. But then... So, because they did that, in post, they then deleted a bunch of scenes so that they could get it ready in time to get it ready to do it in 3D and then come out at a certain weekend in America. So then there's like loads of scenes that don't make sense. And the reason that we know 
that we feel like this is a bad film is because a lot of the scenes don't have continuity. So they are like reference dialogue that was obviously cut out. So you're just like, I don't know what you're talking about. Or Katara will try and fill it in, in quotation marks, with a shit fucking monologue, which doesn't A, help or make sense. And then the things that she kind of skimps over in her dialogue become like bigger plot points. So, you know, like Sokka's um, uh, relation- <laughs> relationship in quotation marks with Princess Yui is kind of in her voiceover like ugh, i hated it when she was like my brother and the princess became friends oh i hate that right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> um and then they're just having like this full-on like full blossoming love affair which i also i don't like how they did it it could have been no, better anyway it was I such feel a like, bad romance whatever it was so tacked yeah on. <laughs> i know and i was just like you could have just left it out it's fine it doesn't fit in the runtime you didn't have to fine whatever but when they when she does that and then it's just like integral to like her sacrifice at the end spoiler um it, it's just like okay so you guys just kind of shoved it in there yeah it, it just doesn't make sense and she does it a lot and also it doesn't really help but also she does that and then they have characters that function not as characters but as backdrop like to help you with the law of the story and the world building they're basically but human, don't have... they're just human props aren't they yeah but i feel like that's why asif mandavi who plays is he commander zhao or is it like general zhao now i can't remember um uh, uh, um uh, admiral admiral sorry he was so he was promoted <laughs> yeah um <laughs> But I felt like he was really miscast because he's a good actor and he does play a good villain, but he wasn't really a villain in this film. Yeah, but in this film, he's not a good villain because he doesn't get that, like, banter back and forth that he has with Zuko in the series. It's just, like, he's just there to function as, like, a backstory for Zuko and his uncle and, like, why why they've shunned him and you know, what the Fire Nation will do, like, the lengths that they'll go to to um, win the war or whatever. But it's not really, like, him as a character. Like, you don't get any sense of his character or, you know, that the thing that he does where he kills the moon spirit. You don't really get that he would do that because he doesn't seem... It, it feels like it just randomly, like, surfaces. Whereas, it, you know, if he actually have, had a character, it would have felt like a character arc. Yeah. I agree. I just... Ugh. Yes, I agree. Um, So this film, the book, well, it, the budget was $150 million. Which yeah. is a lot of money. It then made... Yeah, but you know they were going to do that. They were going to do that for all three of them. So they gave them each each of the films. So there was going to be three films because there's three seasons. And they were going to spend $150 million on each season. See, that's, sorry, that, season film. That's like a that's, that's a lot of essentially money, a blank check, isn't it? Like M Night Shyamalan yeah. could have done anything he wanted, and he did this. It made <laughs> it made <laughs> it made it made, um, it made quite a bit of money though. Yeah, three hundred and nineteen. Surprisingly, yeah, three hundred and nineteen point seven million in the box office but due to the popular unpopularity and low profits of the, low profits of the first film, the mm. Trilogy was left 
in doubt for several years and then cancelled in favour of making a live action remake for Netflix. Yeah, I've seen this. I don't know how I feel about it though. Do but just do better. Like just cast the right people but or just don't do it like we got mm. the why do you need to make an adaptation of something that's already good like they've got a spin-off ad- animation animated animated yeah, show which is, supposed, Korra. which is supposed to be amazing as well so why can't you just yeah, stick to good. the animation and like with the original writers i think it's a uh, dangerous when uh i don't actually know if this is i don't know if the uh writers of the original animated show were included in this film at all uh, don't know if because were, it feels like it feels like one of those things where you know i don't percy jackson historically is a great set of books <laughs> but has an awful yeah, terrible awful film. film and that was yeah. mostly also that was mostly because rick royden the author was shut shut out of any production and it really didn't help like it didn't it like it and like put all the writing was put for the was all by the people working on the film, except and they he didn't get any input. Now, like you know, ten years later, he's finally getting a Disney Plus show where he is actually looking yeah. after it himself. So I wonder if there was something to do with the if you have the original writers of like the source material working with alongside you to kind of guide you, because they may not know how to put anything into a big screen setting. But, I but yeah, then I agree. You can at least like cross check and double check that you're getting hitting all the right like bits and like the important like infrastructure of a story and with their characters um mm. but yeah i was also going to say that most of the uh most of the money looks like it went on cgi yeah yeah i can imagine but just back to your point so they weren't really involved makes sense because um, m-, m night Shyamalan directed it and Co-wrote. co-produced and wrote it and i think the two people that wrote it were just like <laughs> we knew that we weren't going to get it um we didn't want it to be done but before anyone was attached we didn't want it and then if it was going to be done um we wanted to do it but they wouldn't let us and then when they found out that I'm not sure we're going to do it they were just like oh yeah this is what we've been dealt we'll just offer it offer the help when when it's asked of us and then they, they never help them they never asked for the help sorry which I think we talked about we touched on this in in our cats episode of if you don't consult the writers of the show that is already successful why are you doing it who are you doing it for yeah because it feels like because the isn't half the point of an adaptation to celebrate the source material in a, in a different way exactly like, because surely if it, you right? want it to do, exactly and surely if you want the film to do well you want the fans of the show to go and see your fucking film. Yeah. And if you're if yeah. you don't have that, then you're trying to introduce it to a whole new people. Like, it's so stupid. It's such a stupid marketing like nightmare because you've already got like X amount of million people that have seen it, know it, love it, will like go and watch whatever, will buy the merch, all of that kind of stuff. That's like built in revenue. Why are you casting them aside? Because you want someone else attached to the project. Just like open up the writers' room a bit. I just don't see how it's a how it's a problem. Like I don't ever think that it should be one person writing it an entire movie unless it's unless it's theirs. Like unless they built that world completely, which is what M Night Shyamalan does in other films, and he's done it better. But this is like this is not his. So 
I don't understand why he then wrote this film because it doesn't have any of the things that make the cartoon series good. Like it doesn't have that that comedy aspect. It doesn't have that lightheartedness. There's no banter. All the moves are stilted because it's not written in a way that in the way that it's meant to be. You know. Mm, I agree. Yeah, hundred percent. I just feel like when you know something, it's got such a big following. Also because, like you said, his daughter loved it. And it's just so sad to some to see something that has such a massive following get a really shitty adaptation. Yeah. Because gr- yeah. when you're growing up, I mean, everyone has their own personal stories about this. But when you're growing up with something that you love as a kid, whether it's an mm. animated series, whether it's a book, whether it's like anything i don't know comics yeah whatever graphic yeah, yeah. Novel, whatever and you love it you and it's like part of your childhood to then get announced that it's going to be put onto the big silver screen and it's going to be in like cinemas all over the world that's super exciting for you so yeah. it's so depressing when you go and like see the final outcome because yeah some sure. adults who don't probably don't really understand who can't who maybe have never spoken to the fans or don't really understand like what it may mean to the fans growing up have just taken it mm. under like taken it under like their wing and done their own thing with it and thought oh i'm gonna yeah. do this and then there's the whole argument was like oh it's an adaptation so it doesn't have to be exactly correct but it has to i fine that's fine but it has to be still good so. yeah but if it's like not in yeah exactly and if it's not independently good as a standalone then why did you need to make it you know, like there was just no need for it because you're basically you're trying to remake something that doesn't need to be remade. So you need to do it in a way that's different. So I I'm not asking for it to have just been like a live action remake of the cartoon series. Fine, that's not what I'm asking for. But what I'm asking for is something that kind of held the same um, soul and enjoyment of the series, whereas this just doesn't have any of that. Like it's not funny. It wasn't fun to watch. Like, the visual effects are great, but some of it in this world building doesn't make sense. Like, some of it's great. Like, some of the uh, bending stuff is really interesting and, like, the physicality behind that is really interesting. But some of it is just, like, it doesn't make sense. Like, there's so much stuff that, (laughs) like, the logic (laughs) is so stupid. Like, you're firebending. What do you mean not everything... Like, you're surrounded by wood houses. Why is not everything on fire? So... that is that is actually what some of, of it some just of the notes angry. Some of the notes I wrote down is the the because I um I've mentioned it before. I'm really into powers and I really love like the kind of science. Well, I say science in quotation science, marks. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the logic I guess behind powers and what they can do and the limitations and maybe what they can and cannot do. Right. So mm. I thought it was really interesting that water. And I feel like I mm-hmm. should have probably clocked this on way earlier. But I was like, wow, water. That means they can play with ice. But obviously they can because wa- they're fucking related. And But I did feel like when you line up earth, wind, fire and water, wa- fire feels the most dangerous to me. Okay. I, so this is what I wanted to talk to you so... about. I thought we'd talk about this later. Okay. <laughs> no, let's go into it. <laughs> Okay, this is time, my, my time to shine. Like, <laughs> so basically, fire is the shittest one. That's why I don't understand how they've, how the Fire Nation are like the dons of this world, right? Because fire is the shittest fucking power to have. 
It can be smothered by earth, put out by water, like yeah. funneled into a tunnel in- by wind. So irrelevant. How are you at the top of your game when like all of these other powers are way better, right? Like the <laughs> earth literally suffocates the fire. I don't understand. So I was just like, oh, okay. It doesn't make sense. Then also, why is air at the top? Because surely water is the most powerful because this is going to blow your mind your body is 80 percent water so the water benders could like burst your eyeballs from the inside this is a thing because your body's made of water i mean my mind went there too my mind went a bit dark and was thinking like what are the what are the ways i'm gonna sound really weird right now but what are the ways (laughs) you can kill someone with water and like my first yeah. thought was like, which they did do it in the end. They killed um, yeah. the admiral. They just drowned they him. Dr- I loved it. it. And it's just like that's yeah. how you do it. You can just drown someone without dunking their head down into a river. You can just yeah. put them in a water bubble. Um, but yeah. yes, that's very <laughs> true. You can get like I feel like also it really surprised me that people who could bend earth built walls to stone walls to block fire, but then that would work, obviously. I feel like does Earth also then include like could you play with like roots and trees and stuff? Yeah, and like and I didn't see any stu- of that. <laughs> exactly, and that's the stuff I'm just like, why are you just throwing boulders at people? Like this is not the vibe, guys. Like that's not <laughs> the only Earth thing. Well, like, this- it doesn't make any sense. Also, I'm not. I'm gonna like the first, the only like the only touch of like dictatorship vibe we ever got in this film because it's obviously not really supposed to be like that at all. But is that they were about hmm. to arrest a kid for throwing stones at someone? Oh and yeah, I was just like, oh, what? What is this world we're living in that you're arresting a kid for doing something very basic and not even? That yeah, but you know, like yeah, yeah, like, exactly. It was very like you don't need to arrest him; you just tell him off. No, he's but also going to do it because he's there's just a some... kid. <laughs> That's so stupid. There's so many stupid things, and also just like. Aren't the Fire Nation ships powered by coal? Isn't that Earth, basically? Like, absolutely. I want to know where the where the hell this world it like what where the hell did all this metal suddenly come from? Yeah. Like honestly, uh, <laughs> I didn't. I just like don't get it. Like the also the design of the ships was really bothering. Because it didn't yeah. go with the rest of the world. It felt Not like... It felt like... Um, I don't know how to explain it. It just felt like it was a bit... Like, too, like, Russian. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, they felt very... Like, I mean, maybe... I don't know if it was inspired by that design-wise. It just didn't fit properly mm. with the design of the rest of the world. Because we... You've got these massive, like really terrifying looking metal boats and then like you said juxtaposition to like a wooden heart it just it didn't like and is it supposed to look like obviously it's supposed to create this idea that the fire nation are a lot more like terrifying and scary and ruthless and stuff and they're taking Mm. over everything don't you find it interesting that also the the fire nation like sail a lot yeah i didn't make i was gonna say that to you it doesn't make any fucking sense. Why would they go anywhere near water? Like, I don't Isn't understand. It kind of like, and also there's this like secondary like uh, sub storyline about how, and you find out at the end that the uncle, Zuko's uncle, can create fire from anything. From literally my favorite plot point in this film. From like nothing. So good. And how whereas, sick is that? Yeah. From, it's from his chi. 
yeah. from his chi. Whereas like previously, mm. or you have to have a source of fire near you to be able to manipulate it. And we should have probably said that beforehand. Oh yes, so th- <laughs> I just didn't that's mention a, that. Yeah, that's some rules to the powers. <laughs> you have to have like the element nearby to be able to bend it. Essentially, because mm-hmm. that whereas... also that's why the the they travel in metal boats so that if they take prisoners, there's nothing like around them. Although if they took water people, they're fucked because they're sailing on a boat. But whatever. Also, we should point out that Ang is the Avatar, and he's the one of the last, if not the last, air. He's the last airbender. airbender the last years. airbender. Yeah, completely. But he's because he's been like frozen. He hasn't ever trained for the other elements so this whole oh, yeah, film yeah. is him training to be able to control at least one other one which is water and ideally they were gonna then get him in the next two films to train with fire and um uh, uh, and um and the it's zuko's sister is the one that has to stop him at the end and like yeah it's just like i mean i wouldn't mind the next film but i just don't want it to be made like done. I feel like yeah, and that's the travesty of it, right? Is that I want to see it, but I don't want this film to be redone. So I <sighs> But then the series is so good, just leave it. I don't know. There's so <laughs> many stuff there's so much stuff like that. Like they tried to do um what's that Cassandra Clare book? Uh City of Bones? The Mortal Instruments series, right? So they did a film with Lily Collins in it and the man that is Oh, the Jamie Campbell Bauer. Thank you. <laughs> the English boy. I like that you knew who I was talking about. I know who you're um, talking about. Terrible film, but like I, my teenage self loved it because, you know, it's like you go through that like cringe version of, you know, you what you read a book when you're younger and then you love it and then you watch it on screen. That's how I feel about Twilight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So... And also like Lena Headey's the mum, what babe. You know, I have a little soft spot for Lily Collins, even though we won't talk about Emily in Paris. Anyway, no, let's stop. do it. Now. So, <laughs> well, that's a separate podcast. Um, yeah. But then, so they remade it into a TV shit series, which is shocking. Like, holy crap. Yeah. My parents are watching it together. And I'm like, how are you so far through? The acting is terrible. All of, all of it's terrible. Sarah Highland was just in the last episode that they watched. And I was like, how did they get her to be in the show? It's wild all of it is wild and it's based on this set of books that has such a large remit because she she's built a world and then she's got like four different trilogies set within that world in different time periods and then different things that connect it and it's so interesting like there's such a whole like lore behind it and such a world building and then they've made this program and every time i think about stuff like that it just makes me really upset because a lot of the books that i read as a teenager are in like production or pre-production or they're trying to option them and I just don't know if it needs to happen like there's other other books that I'd m- more more like to see um be made into stuff but then correctly and for me like this film is one of those examples of like why a series or a set of yeah like a series needs to, doesn't need to be made into a film and why some books don't need to be made into films or TV shows or anything. They just need to live as books, you know? There's, like, this whole thing of some stuff you just can't tra- translate over. And I I don't know if this is one of those things, like, if it's in a set, of in a series of 
you know, like seasons that are twenty-ish, sometimes more, sometimes less episodes long. Do you really need it in a feature film? Like, you're not. Are you going to get that much I from just, it? I still just don't get because the book to film adaptation makes more sense to me than a TV show to film adaptation because you've already got, <laughs> like, you've already got these characters that. visually there. Yeah. So like, whereas there's a book, a book is very encased in its own thing, and everyone who's mm. read it has thought of their own world. So yeah, then that's the true. excitement comes from seeing a world that you've grown up like you've read and it's not visual yeah. it's not visual at all it's a very physical written thing to finally seeing it as a visual thing a visual That's way yeah. is so much more exciting if but mm. when you've got a, a very well-loved animated series um and then you see and then it just gets then turned into live action as a film you kind of not it's not as gripping because you kind of already know them visually and yeah you can't or they help but then compare. change them yeah you can't yeah help. exactly yeah. or they then change them and you're just like what the fuck have you done and also that's such a good point because um i rewatched the first episode of the last airbender because i was just like i can't i can't sit here and that be the last thing that i watched today um so <laughs> i rewatched it and the opening i forgot this because i it came out in like 2005 so um, a very long time ago now and the opening of this film is the exact same to the opening of the anime Yeah. but the voiceover has more clarity the exposition is clearer and more substantial and also um, easier to follow and also doesn't then doesn't really run throughout it as much but the you know where they do like a, the, the moves of the tribe and it's like water, earth fire it's exactly the same and i'm just like so you're telling me that you wanted to write this film by yourself but then you ripped off their original their original opening yeah you i mean if you're gonna adapt like i know that we're we're annoyed about this adaptation but like i said make it good like don't don't (laughs) copy don't make it a carbon copy of the show because there's no point and then if it's your own spin that is still that should be good and like have your own thing about it. I, I the uh introductory scene, the first scene, the where they find Ang in the bubble, the frozen bubble thing. Oh um, yeah, yeah, is like you said, is the exact same as the first episode opening and all that kind of stuff. I just yeah. like back to the uh casting choices and like the characterization, how they show chose to portray these characters. Like, there's just no jokes. Where's the banter? I wanted the Because he can't act, babe. He no, can't act. It, I know he can't so act, he's, but I, like... he's also in it, the brother, uh, so, so, Soko. Oh, yeah. He's, like, supposed yeah. to be so... He's Soko. so jokes in the animated show. And now yeah, he's, he's like, rubbish. And he's so flat. Like, he's barely a character. But, but Jackson Rathbone is barely a character. He's beautiful, <laughs> but he's not there. He's not there to be, like, a... No, I know. Also, I just, I, I just so distracted by his hair the whole time. Um, <laughs> like it was just a choice. It's because yeah, but it's because that's the exact same hair from the I cartoons, know, and I'm like, okay, so so you looked, kept that. He looks. That's the thing that you kept of this. It. I know. No, no. I know. I just thought the hair was so. No, good. as in it looks so stupid on him. I I know what you mean. As in you know, like they changed they changed the skin color of the character that they wanted to go for, but they kept his fucking hairstyle. Yeah. So, you know, they're the same. Like we said, it's supposed to be a tr- 
a trilogy. Um, <laughs> whilst filming this film, Shyamalan also had written a, se- a draft of the second film that included mm. the uh, uh, sister, which we see at the end, mm-hmm. who is like promising to basically disrupt everything and make sure he doesn't, yeah. uh, Aang doesn't learn the other two elements. Um, mm-hmm. But basically, obviously, that just got, uh, you know, kicked, sh- kicked, kicked like shot yeah. down. Oh, and also the founders, so the original writers of the animated show left the Netflix mm-hmm. production in 2020. I saw that, and that's why I'm just like not excited about it, because I'm just like, then just don't do it. Just due to the creative differences. Creative the two- conflict, yeah. yeah. And I was just like, they signed that's, on in 2018 as, like, they signed on in 2018 as producers and showrunners, and then mm. as Netflix said, they were committed to honouring the, the their version and retelling... The, and supporting us, supporting them on like retelling the actual story properly, but then it, like once it got into it, it just didn't work out. So jokes. May, well, then like, you're not really committed, are you? You're not committed. <laughs> like, and also, maybe it's just a sign. Oh. Just leave this fucking show alone and stop leave trying to make it. Like there's, I'm sorry, but give us like, I don't know, give us some original content. <laughs> Like, give us, like, maybe... Like, why are you trying to remake stuff that's good? Remake stuff... If you're going to remake stuff, do do it. Do the stuff that was bad. Like, it's good that they remade The Golden Compass. You know, the Philip Pullman, the Northern Lights trilogy. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the BBC show. His Dark the Materials. BBC, the BBC... Is excellent. It's so good, yeah. Yeah, so I'm glad that they redid that. But there's stuff that is just like, why are you... Re- like, I don't want to see this done again for the millionth time and it won't even be good like we already know that it's not going to be good if they've left the project it's not going to be as good like you just know it isn't yeah i also just i sometimes think that we now have also come to this point in society uh where we know that adaptations as we've also we've previously mentioned in this episode adaptations of things books specifically more so than tv shows when you have such a rich Mm. like deep content like diverse content that is a whole world you the best way to show the best way to adapt it is a tv show but you have to have the people who wrote it working on it and this is why this is why like i said i'm gonna repeat myself but this is why films have not worked when they haven't had the people in and i know from reading interviews that jk rowling did when when warner brothers first approached her to do Harry Potter. She interviewed every single person that wanted to work on it and spoke personally one on one to them to make sure they fully understood what they were about to work on and what they were about to adapt, adapt like adapt because and yeah. I remember her saying that That's like very interesting. I didn't know that. And I yeah, I remember her saying when I I always asked them the same one same question was like how do you feel like what is your opinions about Hermione because Hermione is mm. was essentially like her character like a characterization a dramatization of her and her mm-hmm. favorite character to write and a very i guess important character important character i guess like culturally as well um mm-hmm. and it was just like she was just really impressed with like um people's responses to her to that question which gave her confidence that it was in the right hands i mean unfortunately now yeah, uh, I mean we, we don't, don't talk like, about her. we don't talk about her. But, but like <laughs> also her her way of writing films is shit. So whatever. But I know 
when you're when you're allowed to like be part of the adaptation process of your own work it usually goes better but is i think because people can really feel the passion and the authenticity that comes through with stuff like that like there's just like there's no way that you'd ever make i feel like okay i feel like they do this a lot with animated stuff and i feel like they do it because it's just like it it's not legitimate until it's in live action and they would never fucking do that with like they wouldn't try and make atlanta into a movie oh no do you know what i mean and i just don't understand how you get off by doing this kind of stuff with shows that people love and are so in the canon and like um nostalgic as well as like people are now discovering it which is great because it's now on netflix so it's more accessible fine so it's really nice like now a new generation of people really love it and i think that's a good thing but i just don't understand why you need to keep remaking it because you wouldn't do this if it wasn't if it wasn't animated i feel like there's this whole like there's this like politics of if it's animated it's not like worthy or serious or you know um part of the cultural canon in a way and the only way that it is is if it's like the simpsons which or you know stuff like that or you know family guy which i'm just like i really hate it my frustration with people not respecting animated anything has it just makes me been really angry because it's so it has been i have had this frustration for so long because there are people who like people who won't pay to go and see an animated film in the cinema bro they take five years to make and a film like yeah. another film is going to take up sometimes a film takes like 30 days to make that is live action but you won't go and because it's like technically for kids and it's or it's like just a, bullshit i'm sorry it's but like bullshit i'm sorry but I'm, I'm a grown adult that cried at coco you know yeah like exactly but there's some i watched also i've watched soul recently that's some adult shit like that's a film about very much adult shit going on come on like do you really expect a kid to understand it yeah exactly but also it's just like um a lot of the stuff that's animated is building a whole world of lore by itself and i'm just like so lore with a l-o-r-e not laws and the law that you practice but it's really interesting how kind of people perceive it because you have to world build from scratch in stuff like that whereas you know on in a lot of stuff procedural dramas whatever like that world is already there fine but it's just so weird that like then people are just like oh you know it's only animated blah blah blah. it's for kids it's not for kids like (laughs) shut up and then there's like this delegitimizing of it so and that's why I feel like this is a very long-winded way of saying. That's why I feel like people bastardize it and then just like cut it and cut it and cut it until it's unrecognizable as what it was, what it started off to be, how it started, and like what the intention was in the start. Yeah. And I find it really frustrating and really kind of disheartening because it's just like, oh, like it's a show, a diverse show, you know, and then they're just like do this do you think do you think also because of that whole like mindset of that animated stuff is for kids and and it's like not Mm. for adults do you think that the another reason to make it a live action film is so that adults will go and see it and it will make it more accessible it's kind of like how um i mean i don't know if it's the exact same but when sometimes really popular book series that are you know for 
teenagers or younger, they get covers, yeah. they get their own covers redesigned to make them look more adult. Yeah. So adults yep. don't feel embarrassed about Hate reading it. them on the tube. Harry Potter did that loads. That's why Harry Potter has like a bajillion different covers because they wanted to try and hide the fact that it was a ki- it's technically for kids. A kid's book. A yeah. kid's book. But God forbid an adult is allowed to, you know, watch anything. I have, I'm, t- we're, we're both 27. I have loads of friends who sit and watch cartoons, well, like animated TV shows and animated films all the time. I go, I watched, I recently watched an animated TV show, actually. So, I mean, um, one of my favourite shows ever is Bob's Burgers. I know it's not for kids, but it's animated. And I know it's like an adult animation. I hate saying that. Like, it just feels so grim. Like, I hate... Because it's adult like animation like, has a bit of a weird thing. Ethnic shows! Like, I fucking hate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. It's a weird thing because it's yeah. like, it, you think of an adult animated stuff, you just automatically, again, think of The Simpsons and Family Guy. I will say... I hate Family Guy. S- I hate Family Guy too, but I will say that that's my uh, hot the take. early the earlier on seasons of The Simpsons are very very good, but not anymore. Yeah, um, yeah, of course. Uh, but yeah, I just think ugh, I hate it. I just don't like people messing with stuff that's already good. If it's not broken, don't fix it. Like, come on. Yeah, it's like how they're like gonna remake Harry Potter, and I'm just like, but you don't need to. We've had it. It's done. Can we not? Anymore? I mean, before they make remake it, they're gonna they they've announced a TV show. So what can you do? Yeah, that's what I mean. Uh, sorry, not a remake. They're gonna theorize it. Which I well, we I don't even well, know if what they're actually not. making into the TV show, do we? Which is another, no. which is also another thing because, like, if it's gonna be completely like, if it's not gonna be based off the the main book frame books, then what is it gonna be about? Do, oh, I just don't want it. Yeah. Do, oh, do you know what I mean? Like, there's just <laughs> stuff that should. It just doesn't. It just makes me angry. Like, why are you making this when, like. There's so many stories that need to be told. Like, there's so much stuff. Like, how many films about slavery are they going to do before they do films about black joy? How many fucking films are we going to watch about fucking partition and British colonialism before you do a film about an Indian woman that actually, like, isn't Never Have I Ever, so isn't based at kids? Like, it just makes me so angry. Like, now everyone's, like, on a K-drama hype, and I'm just like, okay, where have you been for 10 years? But also, like, yes, there are other TV shows in the world. Other cultures have soap operas. What do you mean? Like, telenovelas have been around for years, like, but it took Jane the Virgin for people to actually respect telenovelas. <sighs> I will say... I'm angry. <laughs> I, I understand your frustration. I understand your frustration. I will say, however... Maybe we should also be like, if I spin it slightly positive, be happy yeah, that, that 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 things like Jane the Virgin are a jumping off point for a lot of people to then actually access that world. Because I think yeah. that, like, I remember growing up with a lot of TV shows that my I didn't have. Because also a lot of like, I mean, soap opera is fine. They're probably on like basic TV, um, mm. like everyone has in their house. But there was a lot of stuff that I like didn't grow up watching because it was too expensive. And we didn't have access. Yeah, to it. no, and I completely agree with that. I think it's better now because it's so accessible. Which I think, like Netflix and <sighs> why do we have so many streaming services? This is also an issue I have. But whatever, it's good because it's one of those things that it makes stuff accessible. Like, um, I only recently watched In the Mood for Love, and I've watched War Wonky's films like quite a few times and other films, but I've never seen it because it was just like I couldn't ever find it anywhere. And now it's um. It, well, it was reframed as like a Criterion Collection film in like the 90s, but now 
because it's like very Instagrammable, like it keeps coming up in my feed. So I found a li- like I could watch it online as part of their collection, and you just like pay a fee for it. And like before, you wouldn't you would only be able to see that in out in art house cinemas, like maybe once a year, or if they were doing like a season of. But now these like directors are getting the recognition that they deserve, um, and you don't have to be part of that culture to find out about them. Like there's loads of like old school Bollywood films that. Like, I've never seen, and I don't know if I would see, but there's, you know, some films that I'm just like, oh, yeah, like, that's really interesting. There's all these art house films from India that I've never seen because these films don't kind of make it across the, I hate saying across the pond, but, you know, um, from other countries, like, um, we'll go to, me and you will go to our independent cinema and see films that, like, we're 27. There's films that we've just never seen before because they're just not in the canon. But... I don't even I think, just... and also I, like, I didn't, I never watched um The Last Airbender, like the animated Last Airbender as a kid, because we didn't have, because mm. back in the day, Nickelodeon was... Part of one, cable. It was part of, you like, had to pay for you it. had to pay for it. Yeah. We didn't pay for anything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, like, ba- I grew up basically with five ch- channels, so it was just not accessible, yeah. and... Yeah. um. I mean, this is a side note, but it was also if you had more than like five TV channels, to me, you were rich. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, and for us, it was like all of us grew up in one house. Like there were so many of us, like cousins and stuff. So, and well, my parents weren't like, oh, we're gonna pay babysitters. So, like, we all look after each other, but we'll like pay the whatever tenner a month for extra a couple of kids' channels. So we used to get like car- Cartoon Network, and we used to watch Dragon Ball Z, and like we, it doesn't, it was like irregardless i hate the way that also this is another pet peeve of mine is like the way that it's gendered because like i grew up watching dragon ball z grew up watching anime and now everyone's like oh you're one of those girls who think that you like you watch anime and I'm just... but anyway you know what like men can be quiet they they've had their time i they bet don't need to some man is gonna leave a comment on our on our in our instagram dms about like what do you know about the last airbender will just be like shut let me tell down, you Brad. i know enough <laughs> yeah. trust me i have been called I've, but, uh, mm. i know i, I know i, I could anyway. have an argument for years <laughs> i mean i'm having like, an argument with empty space at the moment i'm sorry but I, this episode has really triggered me like <laughs> we haven't actually spoken oh about the film God. much compared to just our general annoyances about adaptations um yeah We've covered cast. I don't think we could, like, really... I mean, we've also hinted that we'd just recast them all. Well, do you know what? I really like the Fire Nation casting, except for Asif Mandavi, because I think he was wasted. Not because I think he's a bad actor, but because I think he was wasted. Um, And then, kind of, everyone else was kind of, like, pushed to the side. And then, uh, uh, in favour of, like, Ang and... um, What's her name? Katara and Sokka. Like... I don't know. I, I, I don't understand why they chose Jackson Rathbone. Is that yeah. bad for me to say? I just, I just don't, I don't understand it, it because it's not like, yeah, because is he, is he that famous? I don't feel like he is. I just wondered if it was one of those things where I feel like I don't think people at the time, when it came to kit casting children or young, he wasn't even a kid, like, you know, but, young people. Okay, can I just say? I feel like they weren't looking for famous people. They were just looking for people who could probably learn some martial arts pretty quickly, have a bit mm. of acting skills, this ignoring the casting of Aang. But, like, you know, they just probably didn't think, because I don't think they thought 
oh, we need famous kid actors because it's a kid. They're kids. They're not going to Yeah, no, I agree with that. But can I just say that Sokka's character is supposed to be 15 and Jackson Rathbone's definitely in his 20s in this. Oh, and I know that's yeah. like a stereotype, like um, Hollywood thing, but Dev Patel had just finished Slumdog Millionaire I know, after this I was, film. I was so shocked. Like, oh my God. I forgot. I thought, like, also, I thought Slumdog, he was older in Slumdog Millionaire. But he, no, he's really young. He's super yeah. young. Because he was so young when he did Skins as well. So, super he's young. So, he's but, so hot. <laughs> but for example, so he, he, was doing, he was like <laughs> off the back of Slumdog. And then he's like training Wushu martial arts. And I thought that was really cool. That was like a cool detail. But yeah, I just don't. I don't understand the, some of the casting choices, but fine, whatever. I like that they pick um, also an unknown for, uh, what's her name? Seychelle Gabrielle um, as Princess Yui. That was nice. But oh then God, you I was just obsessed with like her, her in that much. Like her, her, like... I'm obsessed with her. And she now voices, I want to dye my hair. Oh, she voices silver. a character in Legend of Korra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As well. I, I That's that, cool. Actually. That's cute. She's so pretty. Yeah, co- continuity. We like it. But she, like, literally... I was just so taken aback by her blue eyes. I obviously, you know, water, blue. Mm. Every, she's the princess of water, I guess, or whatever it is. Like, that mm. that mm-hmm. tribe. But just so much blue. Like, it was really crazy. It's a... Yeah, um, thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. What was your rating? Or unless you've got anything else to talk about. You want to mention? No, you covered most of my. Stuff. Oh, my favorite, um, my favorite prop. Yeah, was Ang's Go. stick that turns into a glider. Oh my god! Snap! Yeah, that was my favorite. Also, oh, actually, it. my other thing is Appa didn't get any, didn't get enough screen time in my personal opinion. I, the bite, the flying bite. I know. Bison. I know. He's my he, favorite. He's so cute. I love that. Yeah, so I love cute. that. Appa also means. Dad, which I think is really nice. Yeah, <laughs> it's, really cute. it's a cute detail if you don't know, but I mean, we're all cultured here. Um, I also just wanted to say, you know, <laughs> this is, you know, we have to always mention Lord of the Rings every episode, otherwise, did we even do this podcast? Um, you know, the battle that they have for, um, what's it called, the Northern Water Tribe. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the, yeah. So the city, the the battle that they have for that city looks exactly like the battle for Minas Tirith. Ah! Just saying. <laughs> I just wrote that down when I was watching it. I was like, Ah! Lord of the Rings at all times. I We're love always, it. I feel like this is such a. Th- I'm issue always with watching for, for the for the for also like <laughs> just forever. We're never gonna be able to com- ha- like look at a battle in a film and not compare it. Because we also just know how iconic the battles in Lord of the Rings are. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dear. Oh, dear. Anyway. But I really enjoyed it. Anyway. Yeah. Um, also, one of my other... I don't know if it counts as a prop, but was... Um, I really like that the water and the moon spirit are fish. Oh, the yin and yang. Yeah. I really like it. Yeah. I re- like, it really made my eyes do that little heart emoji thing. Like, <laughs> I really <laughs> loved it. <laughs> like, I really loved it. I um, I really love details like that in films. And in the Water Kingdom, I just thought it was, it was really nicely done. Um, mm. Very mm. good. Very good um, set design on that one. Mm. Okay. I feel like the, the Earth people really didn't get 
No, they didn't get really got time. done dirty they in the school. They got so, they got really <laughs> dirty, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Right, I gave the last Airbender like two and a half out of ten. Yeah, I gave it a two and a half. It's just, right. it's just boring. Mm-hmm. For a film that has such a cool concepts, I was just like, <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, it's it's just it's just it was just the pacing. It was just didn't hold my attention for an action fantasy film. Didn't no, hold my attention at all. at all. And that like it has magic in it. That's like my cup and tea. Yeah. That's like my bread and butter. Yeah. I love it. But it didn't hold my attention. Um, what do you think yeah. it got on IMDb? Oh, I feel like it did bad. Is that the one with the numbers, yeah? The yeah, out of ten. Not percentages. Yeah. yeah. Out of ten. Um I'm gonna go conservative and go like a Four out of ten? <gasps> yes, and you're four out of ten. Yes, I want to roll. Yes, so uh, exciting. Um, <laughs> um, and then Rotten Tomatoes is percentage. I feel like it's going to be horrendous. Like five percent, six percent. Um, hang on. It was five percent. <laughs> Oh, do I get a prize for this? Like I like two for two. This has never happened before. That is such a bad scoring. Oh my god. That's so bad. Uh Sex in the City 2 is better than this. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that's bad. That's so funny. Okay, um that's funny. Yeah, so that was um I'm recording, Mum. What are you doing? Okay. I'll cut this out, sorry. <laughs> Right, <laughs> doesn't care, does she? Um, <laughs> Not at all. Um, yeah, so that's it, really. Any last words? Oh my god, just I can't believe it scored less than Sex in the City too. Yeah, I know. I feel like that's a that's a harsh indictment of this film. Yeah. Uh oh, I guess cultural impact, quick cultural impact, sort of similar to, to Green Lantern. I kind of just never, I never saw this one, but I just knew it was bad. Mm, yeah it's just like the culture impact but is then, like it was it was a bad it's just known as a bad film yeah i feel like the cultural impact really more stems from the series rather than this as a film yeah. we all just know that this is a film that we just don't talk about we talk about the series if you're going to refer to this concept yeah yeah um, you... if you're talking about the last ember then you're not going to talk about the film you're talking about the series yeah Uh, yeah, sorry, I was reading something about Harry Potter in the notes, but it's not, not really that interesting to, to, to come out. Oh, um, but yeah, well. anyway, um, that's it. See you next week. Yeah. If you have any recommendations, yeah, please send them. But yeah, bye. Bye. Do you love the Bad Film Club? Consider supporting us through the ACAR supporter feature. It's up to you how much you want to give. And there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in our show description to support us in any way that you can. We really appreciate it.